MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is primetime action Wednesday night from the South Point. Gil Alexander, a very well uh, prepared and in his seat, Matt Brown, no question about it. And also Kelly Bidlin. How y'all doing tonight? Thanks for uh, tuning in here. Uh, we got some, we got some action tonight. We got some basketball. We're going to talk to Jonathan Von Tobel, host of The Edge, co-host of The Edge with Matt Humans, and also Beeson Senior NBA analyst Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus, Pete Futak on college football. But about them tip-offs. Yeah, we got some tip-offs coming here. Only three ice soccer games we'll talk about a little bit later oh, here. But well. Pacers and the Pistons tipping off right now. So head over there if you want to get in on the Pacers as six and a half or seven point favorites. Pistons, of course, seven point dogs there, two and a half, two oh five and a half, and two oh six. Out there as the total for that one, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific, the Wizards and the Hornets. Right now, the Hornets are 1 to 1.5 point home favorites over the Wizards, 220.5 your total there. Wizards are underdogs, the disrespect. Oh, come and on. Bradley the disrespect. Beal. Bradley Beal is back in the starting lineup tonight as well. Be the disrespect. Huh. Is there time for a preflop NBA bet? There might be. There yeah, might you got be. Eight minutes till tip-off. 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, Celtics and the Hawks. Hawks are five to five and a half point home favorites. 216, 216.5 and a half your total there. 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, Magic and the Knicks. The Knicks are 11 and a half to 12 point home favorites. 207, 207 and a half your total. 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, Cavs and the Nets. Nine and a half across the board in favor of the home Nets. 206 and a half your total 
there. 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, the Lakers and the Bucks. The Bucks are nine, nine and a half point home favorites over the Lakers. 2.22 and a half your total there. 4.30 uh, Pacific, 7.30 Eastern, we have the Pelicans and the Heat. Heat are six and a half to seven point home favorites over the Pelicans. 2.11, and a half to 11. Your total there. Eight Eastern, five Pacific, Rockets and the Thunder. Thunder, three to three and a half point home favorites over the Rockets. 213 and a half to 14. Your total, yes, the Thunder are favorites in a game. Yeah, they are. Yes. The game uh, everybody will be watching tonight. Rockets yeah. and Thunder. Eight Eastern, five Pacific, Kings and Timberwolves. The Timberwolves are two and a half point home favorites. 226 and a half to 227. Your total there. Mavericks and the Suns go down 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific. The Suns, 7.5 to 8-point home favorites over the Mavs, 212.5 to 213. Your total there, final game of the evening, 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific, the Bulls and the Blazers. Blazers, 1 to 1.5-point home favorites, 219, 219.5. Your total there over on the ice, like I said, just three games Tonight, uh, all of them happening a little later in the evening. 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific, Avalanche and Canucks. Avalanche, minus 160, plus 140 on the Canucks. And then 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific, Blackhawks and Kraken. How are the Kraken favored? Minus 150 <laughs> in favor of the Kraken. Blackhawks, plus 130. So angry. Get on the Blackhawks. Empty the accounts. Blackhawks, Kraken can't win. Going to lose every game the rest of the year. Oh, Capitals and the Kings, 1030 Eastern, 730 Pacific. That is a coin flip, 110. On both sides. Some uh, injury notes on some of those earlier NBA tips. Uh, in that Bucks-Lakers game, Chris Middleton makes his return to the Bucks lineup tonight. George Hill will also be a go for them tonight. Uh, over in the Celtics-Hawks game, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich and Kevin Herter will both play tonight. They were questionable earlier. Robert Williams out for the Celtics. And then in the uh, Pelicans-Heat game, uh, Jimmy Butler will play for the Heat. He was questionable earlier. Bam Adebayo is out tonight. He was questionable earlier. And then the one slight surprise is no Kyle Lowry uh, tonight for the Heat. Uh, just a rest day for him. Baseball awards were given out in the uh, last hour. Robbie Ray is your American League Cy Young Award winner. Uh, shout out to Mark Borchard, base winner, who's a regular on a numbers game this year, who came on a numbers game, I would say, July. And, and I asked him, who, who, who's the best bet in the uh, AL Cy Young Award market right now? And he dared say, Robbie Ray at 100-1, to 1, and it's not close to being. There's, there's no second close bet to that. And some of us snickered. I won't name names. Robbie Ray, your AL Cy Young Award winner. Congratulations to all his Nobody channels. wanted that award. He, he took the award that no one wanted. That's pretty much true. Yes. Yeah. He, he won the award that no one wanted. It was There was like four different guys that could have closed that out and just said, Hey, you go ahead, Robbie. You can yeah, go. Lance Lidd had a moment. <laughs> had a moment. Said yeah. no thanks. No, yeah. no thanks. Garrett Cole. Derek, no thanks. Garrett Cole. No thanks for sure. <laughs> uh, and, the, and in the NL, Corbin Burns of the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. Shout out to Matt Vaskersian, who was all over Corbin Burns in the uh, preseason, among others. Everybody who had Corbin Burns, take us congratulations to you. He outlasts Zach Wheeler and Max Scherzer. So, by the way, the presenter theory is is out. It's not happening. They has didn't go been, by completely. They has go been by destroyed. Yes. Debunked. Turns out the answer to my question of they can't be this ridiculous is no, they can't be. It was interesting though. It was still interesting. Yeah. That it. That it I mean, what? How many of the? How many uh, awards started off that way? Like the first three or four? First three of four. Yeah. yeah three of four went that way. It was a little odd. 
tomorrow, everybody gets to finally cash their Shohei Otani tickets. I'm, I'm, I don't know what I'm, I'm going to have a parade. I'm going to throw a parade. <laughs> what do you think the line's going to look like tomorrow? Look like this, everybody like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Every sports book around yeah. the country. Uh, so congratulations it's, to uh, all who won today. I, I see a tweet tweet here from, from Joe Sheehan. And, and look, it's not that any of us even, you know, thought that it was even a possibility for him to win. But uh, speaking of, of uh, Urias, he said the only 20-game winner in the league went 20-3, and three, and he was only named on 10% of it's, the Cy Young ballot. It's amazing how the worm has turned on that through the years. Like, and, 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 But the thing is, if you, if you do look, though, it's like 1.02 whip, Nine and a half Ks per nine. We like brought, it's not even one of those things where it was just like, oh, all he did was win games no. or whatever. Like the, the the other stats were like there too. He he it, he's not even the strongest candidate on his team in the end, as it turns <laughs> out. And yeah, I mean, think about that from the from the day when Felix won the Cy Young uh, about nine years ago. I think it was eight or nine years ago when he won twelve games. Yeah, um, twelve or thirteen. I can't remember, but that's you know, people understand now. Wins aren't everything. But 20 and 3 should have gotten a little more consideration. Sub 3 ERA. Again, 1.02 whip, 9.5 Ks per 9, so he's over, you know, a K per per inning. 195 Ks to 38 walks. Yeah, man. I mean, it it wasn't one of those things where it was just empty wins, is what I'm saying. Like, like, I totally agree. Yeah, like, he actually pitched well. Like, it wasn't just like the Dodgers just hit him to all these wins or something. It's pretty fascinating how these things take on a life of their own. And you wonder if these voters get sort of wrapped up in group, in, you know, groupthink. And they just don't think for themselves on that. But congratulations to Corbin Burns deserved it for yeah, sure. Cer- certainly. Yeah. I was just it's just crazy that like he didn't even sh- apparently didn't even show uh, up. Yeah, on ten percent of the ballots. What do you think my chances on Juan Soto are tomorrow? Slim I, 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 no. We got a chance. Forty now. sixty, I think. Oh, I like forty. You could have a monster day tomorrow. Let me just say this. I think it's forty sixty. I, I, I not, mean I may not show up tomorrow. <laughs> That's how monster it is. I think it's forty sixty. Uh, I mean, there's it, it Judging by, I mean, I'm sure you did the gathering as well. It seems the group think is that it's going to be Harper, yep. but but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, there's we'll see. there's been some I'm not getting my hopes up. There's been some shocks. All right, here's some football news from today. You stop me whenever you have something to say here. Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray uh, asked today how his ankle is feeling as it pertains to his status for Sunday at Seattle. Quote: I'm pretty close. Unquote. Practice today. Yeah, he's playing. Before the buys, he's still playing. <sighs> That's my I'm thing. with you. It doesn't make sense, right? That's my thing. It's just like I'm a little scared. I'm a little scared now, though. After that, like he practiced today, yeah. not not limited either. Full uh, practice. I mean, I'm sure he was. I, I I don't know. I'm sure he was a little bit, but he did practice at least. At least him doing anything scares me a little bit. But this line didn't move. It's not like the line moved at all. You know, every time Kelly says practice, he says it. He says he it. Says like, just Jim, like, Jim, I, like Mora. I want to say it. I want to go practice. Yeah. Practice. Every, every time you practice. say practice, it's as if you are imitating Iverson I, I or Mora. I would, I would go with that one. Like, I mean, if, if, you know, if, like you, when, if you know how many when times Mora like, was like playoffs, it's like you go playoffs. practice. Like, like, you, like you're, you like playoffs. I mean, like, a, practice. I, a, I'm a huge Allen Iverson fan, and B, if you know, like I've seen that video 700 times probably. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna lean with Gil. I think it's probably more. A. <laughs> no, you, you say it more I like like, 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 you're like you're like talking about practice. practice. The Jets are going to start Joe Flacco this week versus the Dolphins. Uh, that from Rich Zamini. And uh, the word is that with Zach Wilson out 100%, the belief is that Flacco's experience gives the Jets the best chance to win versus Miami's complex D that uh, sent D-backs yes. blitzing Lamar 24 times last Thursday night. 
getting named the starter today. He had to face the media. He did so wearing a mask, so everybody knew that he is also unvaccinated, and they uh, immediately just shifted, not caring at all anymore about Jets football and asking him just about his vaccination status oh, and what his no. thing was and everything with, with all that. Do we it's know, like, do have we figured out if Ben is vaccinated or not? Um, we have not. Yeah, we have, we have we have not on by, that. By the way, same game. Brian Flores expects Tua Tagovailoa to be ready to start against the Jets. Panthers head coach Matt Ruley said it is quote trending toward Cam Newton starting Sunday versus Wooft, the Washington football team, but he won't make an official announcement until later this week Come because on. I'm not going to tip my hand for no reason. Yeah, like why would I let you just completely prepare for Cam Newton if I don't have to? It's going to be Cam Newton. Lamar Jackson out of Wednesday's practice with an illness. They did not. Give any more details. Third missed practice this year for him mm-hmm. due to an illness. Non-COVID-related illness. illness. Do we know that? Yeah. Okay. Jared Goff missed practice today. He's day-to-day with the oblique injury. Tim Boyle, formerly of the uh, Packers, gets starter reps to open the week, not David Blau. Goff said his availability this week will come down to functionality and that he can manage the pain of his oblique injury, but said, we'll see. About his status for Sunday all depends on how quickly it heals up. Do you care? Uh, I don't think that that's a, I don't think that moves what you're, what you want to do here one way or another. If anything, it should tick the other way. Yeah. I mean, if it comes, if it comes down to it. And also, I mean, this is another thing. Aaron Rodgers didn't practice today either. Uh, toe injury, but he said he is, he is going to play. Okay. How about a look at MVP and offensive rookie of the year? We'll do that next. The football version, of course, and a whole bunch more tonight, including our power rankings. You agree this was the toughest power rankings of the year to make? Ooh, it was up there. It I was fired through it. it Confidently. We'll come back. Beaston's primetime action. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, 
You can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, Redemption seekers and ex lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast. To start listening. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. With college basketball already here, now's the time to get your copy of our annual betting guide. It is only $10. This year's guide is everything you need to bet on the games all season long, including odds, trends, power ratings, and analysis for every team. Our team of experts included Greg Hoops Peterson, Matt Humans, Tim Murray. All of them provide their predictions for win totals, futures, conference champions, tournament teams, and player awards. Sign up today. Get your copy for $9.99. $12.60 Canadian. So you should buy it in it the U.S. It is going dollars. up it, by the day. Our, our dollar, <laughs> strong. All the American in, dollar, strong. All the information at visa.com slash subscribe. We, uh, we sort of uh, mutually came to the same conclusion without really having talked about this off air that everybody seems to be skipping Thanksgiving and going right to Christmas yeah. decorations. Yeah, it's just it's gone right, skipped right over. Everyone in my neighborhood already, just just Christmas lights everywhere. There's an office building. It's red and green already. The like, ma- no no, the no mall, one cares anymore. The mall right there where I live, no, went straight from Halloween yeah. to Christmas. But I, I, I still don't understand. what. You, so what are houses do for Thanksgiving decorations? You put Man. up turkeys and turkeys. cornucopias and 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 like leaves and stuff and things like you go with a Cleveland like Brown color scheme thing. essentially so like, like just you, turn it into houses, the Cleveland Brown house. You've seen houses that go Halloween decorations, Thanksgiving decorations, Absolutely. Christmas decorations, pilgrims. Man. Yeah, uh, I don't know Absolutely. about the houses, but, but the malls do. Yeah. I don't see it. It's the ma- the malls I understand yeah. a little bit more. But here's the deal. Have the respect to not put up your Christmas stuff until after Thanksgiving. <laughs> if you're not going to decorate your house Thanksgiving, have the respect to wait until and do it after. Oh, my mom ain't like that. It, it, day after Halloween, she's like, Christmas stuff's going up. Wow. She's one of those. She keeps so it. is there a tree already up and everything? Oh, uh, she'll hold off on the tree, but she's got like a million other decorations. You know, it's like the 
banister stuff. Banister. And, you know, there's there's <laughs> there's nutcrackers everywhere. Oh, the nutcrackers. Winter Wonderland little miniature figures. It's 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 nuts. Who doesn't love Christmas? Can we get a picture? Of, we get a picture of this banister. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be back to this year. I'll, shoot, I'll snap you yeah, guys a picture. Get, let's get a picture of this, and yeah, we'll we'll post that thing. I just the people that go, people that go over like completely bonkers though. That stuff I got to wonder about. I got to wonder about that a little bit. Though I will say, Thanksgiving is only as good as the stuffing. And my mom oh, always refused well, to just go straight with the stuffing. She always got to put some random stuff in there. Stop yeah. put stop putting raisins and nuts oh, in the man. stuffing. Oh, I, I, Gil, I feel like we could turn the segment into 20 minutes, and I'm right there with well, you. Don't uh, mess with the stuffing. Keep remember, it simple. I, she I, said, but I, you I, like that stuff. No, I don't like it. I really upset the apple cart last year when I said that the that Thanksgiving food is, is completely overrated. Oh, I forgot Matt Brown uh, did say that. And, and it is, oh and God. I still and I stand by that, and I believe that year. still. And then you're going to argue, why don't more people make it more? I understand that, but it's still the best meal of the, the, no, meal of the year. No, I mean, if, again, if it was, then we would eat that type of food all year round. We don't. <laughs> I, I had roast turkey we today. Don't. That's true. In, 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 that in May, I've yes. never said to you in May, hey, Matt, want to go out and have some turkey? Let's get some stuffing. <laughs> if you guys say it to me, I'd be like, let's roll. In I'm May. down. Let's go. Ball State 7, Central <laughs> Michigan, a zero. A, st- a, a statement no one's ever made outside of the holiday season is, man, I'm really craving some cranberry sauce. Like, no, one's ever, no one's ever said that. Mark it in your calendars now. Like, March 14th, I'm cooking a full Thanksgiving dinner for everybody. We right? are not coming over. I'm on, I'm on oh, death row. What would you like? <laughs> I'd like green bean casserole. No, you would not. Like, no one would want that on death row. That's not anyone's last uh, meal. That's, that's the never one. happened. Like, don't mess around with that. Like, I only got enough room on my plate for turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing. You know, like, get the green bean salad. Get out of here. We got a tweet about the, NF, the NFL MVP. This is from Paul. Paul Paul have a last name? Paul have a Twitter handle? Oh, I thought I'd keep Paul thought, the Twitterer. Paul. It, it was an email, actually. So oh. I, I thought I'd just go first name. I, oh. didn't, I didn't know how right. anonymous Paul would like to be. Because it's ever here, tweet-driven segment, so I said Twitter. Anyway, Paul, however he sent this into us, he said, Jonathan Taylor, is Jonathan Taylor worth an MVP bet at 100 to 1 or higher? I'd love to hear primetime actually discuss this week. Um, could also be a bet for Offensive Player of the Year for anyone who already has cup futures, he adds. So let's do both of those. Let's do MVP, and then let's do Offensive Player of the Year. Let's start with MVP, and then I'll give you a definition of Offensive Player of the Year when we get to that. But MVP, Josh Allen remains the short shot, plus 250. Tom Brady's plus 350. Then it's Stafford and Prescott at 8-1, to one, and everybody else starting with Aaron Rodgers is double digits. Jonathan Taylor who is who Paul is asking about, specifically at 100-1. to one. Yeah, the, the problem there becomes is just like, again, they want so, so badly to give this to a quarterback, mm-hmm. and there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, <laughs> 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 quarterbacks in front of him in the uh, on the MVP odds. So yeah, it's like Teddy Bridgewater. Are that many guys him. going to fail <laughs> yeah. through the rest of the season? Like they want to give this to a quarterback, and it's just like it would take so many different guys failing along the way for for that to happen. So I don't know. I mean, now offensive player of the year, that's a different type situation. So maybe. Maybe it's one of those things where you could find you could find a way for them to look at him and say, okay, you know, like he really did put up ridiculous numbers. So, so look at that graphic right there. So MVP is what we're talking about now. That's on the left. The last eight have gone to a quarterback. 
Nine out of the last ten there to a quarterback. So Adrian Peterson in 2012 is the last non-quarterback to win MVP. And Adrian Peterson is a Hall of Famer. And I first started putting together that list, Gil, and then I was, you know, the first thing you ask yourself is, I want to see how many of these quarterbacks match then on Offensive Player of the Year. So, And it's only been a few, but, like, that's where I think this market then just becomes so hard to bet, like Offensive Player of the Year. So for those wondering, the Associated Press Offensive Player of the Year Award is given annually by the Associated Press to the offensive player in the National Football League deemed to have had the most outstanding season. The winner is chosen by votes from a nationwide panel of sports writers who regularly follow the NFL. Now, in the history of the Offensive Player of the Year Award, and that goes all the way back to 1972, you know how many non-quarterbacks have won? Uh, first of all, it's quarterbacks and running backs. That's it, with the exception of two years. One time Jerry Rice. Wow. And one time, one time Michael Thomas. Jerry Rice actually twice, pardon me, and Michael Thomas once. Everyone else is a quarterback or a running back. So that's where that breaks down. So where we're at with Taylor is, you know, most likely this week, unless they get just completely, completely shut down by the Saints, he will get to 1,000 yards this week rushing. So you've got – so you will have him already at 1,000 yards with – you know, a little less than half the season left to go with him. Look, can I can I interrupt yeah. because I uh, the, we actually I actually had a conversation about this with Aaron Schatz, who's the creator of Football Outsiders, who actually has an MVP vote, mm-hmm. and he has votes on on other things, but he has vote on MVP. And what he shared with me is that, and I did not know this. You know how the Heisman? There's 900 plus voters for the Heisman. Everybody has a Heisman vote. Futak, who's coming on later on the show, Heisman. Vote. <laughs> Everybody's got one. You know how many people. Vote on NFL MVP, 50, 50. That's the whole list. And by the way, the reason we, we are wowed by that stat that Russell Wilson has never gotten an MVP vote is because they only count the first place votes. So if you have Russell Wilson second, he's never registered gotcha. as having, having had a vote. So that should be the answer to the Jonathan Taylor question. There's no chance. Because you're not going to get a majority of those people to have him as your number one, at least not at this point. Yeah, and, and, you know, but but Offensive Player of the Year, I think there's at least a decent case for him there, right? I mean, at 20-1, to you're like I said, he's going to get, unless he's just completely shut down, right? I mean, like, he he needs, he only needs 63 yards. Yeah, you got to shut it down. To get to 1,000 rushing yards this week, and then he's already up to 303 receiving as well, right? So if you assume, if you kind of like extrapolate that out over the rest of the season, he's going to have, you know, 500 plus receiving yards to go along with, you know, 1,500, 1,600 rushing yards. So, I mean, 2,000 plus all-purpose yards for for Taylor. I mean, I think that there's a, a decent chance. I don't think that's crazy that he could get there at 20 to 1, especially but, considering with the with the history that Kelly pulled up, which I think was pretty great, that, yeah. that they have tried to not give it to the same guy. Yes. It seems like. So it's almost a, like they've gone out of their way, right? And you, and you wouldn't think this would be a year because you, if, if if we pull back up that graphic, it's really like those years where it's the like dominant, absolute dominant MVP quarterback. You can't give it to anybody Where it's else. like you cannot give I mean, it to anybody else, you know, the offensive player of the year. Where this year, I, I think you've got a, a pretty wide open MVP race right now, right? I mean, it could go to six, seven different guys. So I... 
I, I think that would make me think it's not going to go to a quarterback on the mm-hmm. offensive player of the year, but that's where, like, that's where I, I don't know. That's a market I have no interest in betting because that's the way you have to think about it, right? Like, are you willing to gamble on them not going with a quarterback? Because I think that's the only way you could really bet it. You know how we were just talking about how Julio Rios didn't mm-hmm. win, didn't even come close to winning a Cy Young with 20 yeah. wins, but, like, back in the day, he would have been a yeah. shoo-in. So Adrian Peterson in 2012 was both the MVP and the Offensive Player of the Year, had 2,097 yards. Oh, my God, 2,000. That hadn't been done probably since Dickerson and OJ. Now, Derrick Henry last year, he got 2,000. He didn't win the MVP. He only won the Offensive Player of the Year. So just think about that. It doesn't matter even if you get 2,000 for MVP. Right. It's going to a quarterback. It's going to a quarterback. Unless you get 2,500, which doesn't look like anybody's going to get. Anyway, it's interesting. Good question. We appreciate it. We'll come back. We are 24 hours roughly away from football. We will talk about the Patriots and the Falcons next on VEASAN's Primetime Action. You are looking live at Primetime Action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VEASAN, the sports betting network. We have a new prop tracker. Tracking props. Now available on VEASAN.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head to VEASAN.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and much more. Check out not only the pop tra- uh, the prop tracker, rather, but other, but also betting splits, key trends, matchup data. It's all there for every game now at VEASAN.com slash NFL. I've been told Kelly is now getting paid for his endorsements of the prop tracker. So each each mentioned during the oh, show. Oh, really? Yes. Is that coming from you? Is it, no, this is coming from the, the big bosses. Because <laughs> oh, it's wow, so okay. authentic. Yeah. Can't wait to uh, can't wait for that check. This is coming from the big bosses. I'm pretty sure you get like at least four to seven dollars per mention. Wow. Yes. Four to seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. American. <laughs> American. No, you too, want wow. that in Canadian. <laughs> you want that in Canadian. It's it's way more way more in Canadian. You're gonna. I'm pretty sure I don't. I'm pretty yeah. sure I would prefer it in American dollars. Patriots-Falcons tomorrow night. It is six and a half in favor of the uh, the road Patriots. Lord knows after last week's Baltimore debacle at Miami, anything is possible. Doesn't even have to be the Thursday night game. We've seen it so many times now in the last few weeks with the Ravens, with the Rams, with the Bills, with the Bucks. Everybody's putting up a, dub, uh, a dud, it seems like. The Patriots, though, everybody's thinking real good things about them right now. But they are traveling to a Falcons team, and so much of this would come down to, is Cordero Patterson available or not? Game time decision. Oh. So that's fun. So you can't bet this then? Can't, it'd, be, it'd be tough to bet it until, yeah, until we get the injury report 90 minutes before him. Because, like, look, I think, it's, I think it's a fair number. Maybe it's a little inflated if he does play. If he doesn't play, then I think it's like a, I will I will pair it with something in a teaser. Like I, I will, I will, I will pair it with something in a teaser. I mean, he's been the majority of their offense at this point, and and you're going to say, what are you talking about? One guy is going to make a difference. Well, the difference is in this is that they have absolutely nobody past that. I mean, like you can look at Kyle Pitts, and that's perfectly fine and all. But what we do know, and we have seen a large. This is not a. This is not one of those narrative street type things that like people like to take that little stroll down narrative street and you know, like we have seen that we have a large 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 sample size and a huge body of work that when bill belichick plays against teams that have but one threat he goes out of his way to eliminate that one threat and he says if you want to beat me with russell gage and whatever other wide receivers that you've pulled off the street then by all means go right ahead wayne gallman and whoever else that you've been running out there and all that sure 
You want to beat us with that? Go right ahead. But, um, you know, even having two different guys that they could go on, it, it does change the dynamic of this for this Falcons team for me. So it's, it's going to be real hard for me to pull the trigger until I kind of see what's, what's going on with everything tomorrow. There might be some beat writer reports later tonight or in the morning that kind of tip the hand as to whether they think that, that Patterson's going to play or not. But, um, yeah, game officially a game-time decision. You want to beat me Tajay Sharp, you go right ahead. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I think I'm playing it the same way. It's either going to be. Uh, uh, I, we got to wait till we hear about Cordero. If he's not playing, I'll tie into a teaser. Um, you know, this was what, like. I, I don't think I would ever lay seven points in this spot, regardless of what happens with Cordero Patterson. But in a teaser, I, I think it, w- it definitely wouldn't be a, a larger teaser side for me this week. But uh, it's one I'll play tomorrow. So that that is the question. So whether he is. If even if he played, you would put the Patriots at a teaser. Uh maybe. I don't know. Probably not. Yeah, I don't think I would. Probably I, I, not. I don't no, feel I, that great. I, I about think I would it. shy away. I think I would go with, with what Matt said. Is if if he's ruled out, then you'll yeah. be in a teaser for it. What I was saying, Gills, even even if he's ruled out, it's still not going to be a big teaser. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish I had a little bit more confidence in the Falcons than I do because that number does. The number feels it, inflated. It seems. Bloated. It seems like a little bit of an overreaction from their blowout win this past week. Because, you know, again, hats off. They took care of business against the Browns. But, again, like on the offensive side, it wasn't like they blew it up and went absolutely crazy or anything like that, right? It was just the the Browns were – after the pick six and all that, it was, it, was, it was basically just game over at that point. And so, you know uh, – been really good, Mac Jones. Obviously, the game plan was fantastic last week with all of that, but I, I you know, seven just seems a little bloated to me. Yeah. I don't, I don't like Chrissy Andrews was guessing on Monday that this would get to seven by game time. It could. It's, it's seven it's, at DraftKings now, seven yeah. at points yeah. bet now. So, like, it's, it's oh, okay. already, yeah, it's already gotten there at a couple of spots. Seven just, yeah, seven feels way bloated. But you're right, Kelly. Like I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm not racing to the window to bet the Falcons plus seven either. <laughs> right. It's like get out of my way. I have to bet this. I, I, th- no. I think I'd have a tougher decision if if Patterson was playing and it got to like seven and a half. Oh, then I'd make it. I would. I think I think it would still be a tough call even then. But I but I think I would lean towards playing it then. The the thing is, like this Falcons defense is just so bad, but. You know, again, like I said, like the, the Patriots offense, it's it's not like they've been it's not like they've been super it's not like they've been super crazy good or anything. They've just been they've just been super solid, right? I mean yeah. they're like they're like yep. steady Eddie, right? Which is how they should be playing with a rookie quarterback and limited weapons, because that's the other thing about this Patriots team, right? I mean, like their their best wide receiver, I mean Kendrick Bourne. I I mean I don't know. Like seriously, like I don't even know who their best wide receiver really is. Pa- I mean, Patriots have beaten the Jets. The Texans, the Jets, the Chargers by three, Carolina, and then the housing of Cleveland this past week. Not exactly murderers row. No. Yeah. The defense, I think, though, is is legit. It's, yeah, I think it's like, I think I, it's legit too. I do think the defense is legit. It's just the the offense does that translate like week to week to week to week. Like how I I, I do wonder if if Josh McDaniels just saw something in the way that the Browns play defense and then just had like this oh, he did. perfect we, game plan we against them. We talked about it. He, there were so many screen passes yeah. and more than that even, draw plays. Yeah. They like ran maybe four or five of them, which was completely like, you want to be over aggressive? Watch yeah. this. And, and I wonder if like 
with a team like the Falcons, can you even draw because they don't do anything well? So like you can't like <laughs> like let's play to their weakness, and it's like the whole thing is a weakness. Like 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 the whole defense is a weakness. So there's no way to like like let's get after their weakness. No, no, it's, it's Matt the Ryan is Matt Ryan's having a fairly okay season, I guess. But like, have you watched him recently? His happy feet in the pocket are just like he is dancing at all. It's times. been worse recently. Yeah. It does feel to me like some regression has set in for him uh, here recently. Definitely. And, and look, you know, maybe a lot of that has to do with the fact that again, limited weapons, right? Like, like limited stuff to go to with this Falcons team. I mean, it is a different. Like Calvin Ridley consensus coming into this coming into the season. Like, I mean, he was one of the very favorites to win the. To like most receiving yards, and we, like when we were doing all those preseason things, or whatever. Like, I mean, he was right up there with as, as, as the shortest odds to lead the league in receiving, and you know all, all all the stuff like that. And so, with him not out there, that should let you know kind of what type of hit this offense takes. And then, and we have no update on him. No, no, just still. We I just know that he won't I haven't be. Heard anything? Yeah. yeah. All we know is he just won't be back for this game. Whew. That's just a uh, yeah. So, for me, fairly simple. For me, I think is again Patterson gets ruled out early, or I get some stuff from beat writers tonight or in the morning that he's not going to play. I think I'd probably put the Patriots in a teaser with somebody that I like this week. If not, uh, hang out and uh, maybe there's an in-game opportunity. Maybe the page, maybe the Falcons get the ball first, go down and score, and then we can get this Patriots team at a number that's much more palatable. Because again, like just the seven is just. It's bloated, but I don't want to take the points with the Falcons. See, that's where we're like, I don't know if I can imagine live betting this tomorrow because I guess the only side I'd want to live bet, but I don't trust the offense being good enough to, you know, possibly dig itself out of a hole. That, that's the only problem. You know what I do know? That the uh, first touchdown uh, skins game is back down to 20 apiece. That's right, big winner. That's right. Oh, I haven't spent all of that yet. <laughs> uh, what did we decide yesterday? Just for, for those who missed it yesterday, what did we side, decide were our favorite teaser legs yesterday? For this coming weekend, because there's a bunch. I mean, I, I really like the Cowboys and the, I mean, well, Seahawks, but not as much today. Cowboys and Vikings for me. Cowboys and Vikings for me, for two. You, sir? I, I have the Seahawks in a teaser, but I'm not liking it as much today. Vikings are pretty tempting to oh, me. Oh, they've got to be able to like, cover that they're, teaser. Like. They're pretty tempting to me with all this and especially the the news today that I mean I know I mean whatever he's going to play but like even that there's a nagging injury enough to where Aaron Rodgers would not practice today like just you know even if the, it's a toe injury he says he's he's going to play but you know get your foot stepped on right you could like stub a toe or something sure. or whatever or something like that so I think that that's not nothing I think that's at least something for sure Oh, uh, the Vikings. I mean, even as I say that, I'm like, the Vikings can't possibly not. I mean, then you're like, yeah, what could go wrong? <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Then the Packers blow them out by yeah. 30. Uh, that, uh, Bucks game is starting soon. My one bet I do have tonight is Giannis over points, rebounds, and assists. Uh, Lakers going small ball tonight. AD will be playing the center. And this team right now is 27th in opponent's points in the paint per 100 possessions. So I think Giannis is going to be able to score in the paint pretty well, grab some rebounds against that smaller lineup. And then Chris Middleton back tonight, maybe do a little bit more facilitating than normal. All right, the WTA finals matches tonight for the uh, the women's finals in tennis for the calendar year. It's Garbine Muguruza against the net Contivate. Um, I think the line. I think the line is proper. I don't think there's a bet on the match. I do have Contivate from earlier in this tournament in a future market at plus one fifty. So it's a stay away from me. 
to crown the women's champion. JVT next, NBA. We'll talk all things NBA betting. It's VEASAN's primetime action. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. You are looking live at 
that primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Back on primetime action, Gil, Matt, and Kelly. Let's talk some uh, hoops, some NBA, with our senior NBA analyst at VSIN, also the co host of The Edge with Maddie Humans, weekdays here on the network. It is Jonathan Von Tobel. How you doing, JVT? Good. Wednesdays are always fun, right? 11 games on the board usually, so there's a lot to, a lot to look at tonight. Uh, there is a lot to look at. We'll get to that momentarily, but before we do, I want to ask you the obvious question, John, and I think, I think you know what's coming. Uh, after last night's Warriors drubbing of the Brooklyn Nets, we should just crown them champions, shouldn't we, at this point? <laughs> I don't know if we should crown them champions, but they're definitely, I think, deserving of, let's say, like best team in the Western Conference at this point right now. Should be the highest power-rated team in the Western Conference. And, you know, I mentioned this to you on your show, Gil. One of the things that is really undervalued about basketball in general and about what the Golden State Warriors are doing, they are a legitimately great defensive team. You saw yesterday a box in one. You saw a triangle in two. You saw regular man-to-man. You saw so many different things that Steve Kerr was willing to put out there against the Brooklyn Nets last night. And they have so many different personnel. They're switchable. Almost every single person on that floor is about six foot seven to six eight outside of Steph Curry. And Curry himself, by the way, I don't know if you guys caught the highlight of him, of essentially locking down James Harden for at least a possession. Yeah. He himself is a very underrated defender. So I don't know if we want to crown him yet. They get Clay Thompson back, which is always going to help them defensively and offensively. But I think there's no doubt that this is the best team in the Western Conference right now. Do you care at all about the slow start for the Milwaukee Bucks? No, because they've been injured, right? Like Chris Middleton's making his way back today. It's his first game back after missing eight with COVID. Drew Holiday missed an early portion of the season as well. Dante DiVincenzo hasn't come back yet. Bobby Portis was in and out of the lineup. So, no, nah, I'm not really too worried. You know, at least for once, right, they're finally looking at the regular season as like, yeah, you know what, like let's just get to the brackets and then we'll worry about it. So if they, Matt, start getting fully healthy and they continue to struggle, I'll be a little worried. But until then, it's just a matter of not, not having their full personnel at hand. What bets do you have coming up tonight, John, that haven't tipped off yet? Uh, so just one that hasn't tipped off yet, and this is probably going to get started in the next 15 minutes, uh, but OKC laying three against um, the Houston Rockets. So yes. if you remember these two, yeah, well, these two teams met, I don't know if you remember, at the very beginning of the season, I think it was like the fourth or fifth game, uh, and I was actually on OKC in that game, and I kind of I power-rated them a little bit higher than Houston, thought they should be the better team, and they got actually run off the floor by the Rockets. But since then, this is a Rockets team that's winless, has only covered four of their last 12 games that they have played since beating the Oklahoma City Thunder, and clearly the Thunder have been much better. They're actually 12th in defensive efficiency since they've played the Houston Rockets. They're 7-4 against the spread in the 11 games that they have played. I think they're just a little bit better in terms of the personnel that they have. and They're super young, just like the Rockets are, but their depth is a little bit, there's a little bit more youth and depth there for Oklahoma City than there is against Houston. I don't, I don't hate the revenge angle either, uh, but I think ultimately it's just over the last 11 games that these teams have played since they last met, it's clear that the Thunder are the better team. Where are you on the other? You have two more bets tonight? Yeah, they're under they're underway right now. Uh, I laid a point and a half uh, with Charlotte. I, it was just kind of a you know peak value type of thing here with Washington. You know, if we look at Washington statistically, they've been a great defense. But one of the things that has bothered me, right, one of the worst rim defenses in terms of shooting percentage by opponents. And, and of course, their three-point shooting has been abysmal. If you actually look at this five-game winning streak that they've been on, guys, their offensive rating is just around 108, which is not very good. And they're shooting 31% from three. So I figured a team in Charlotte that can attack the rim, uh, which they do it frequently, by the way. I think they're sixth or seventh the frequency of attempts within four feet of the basket. Dribble penetration, kick out to open shooters. The seventh best team in the NBA in terms of shooting. 
that that would give them a little bit of an edge. They're down by, I think, what, six or eight right now. So we'll see if that plays out. And then I took four and a half with Boston. And I think Boston's been a little undervalued with how much better they've been, even through attrition with the injury to Jalen Brown. So uh, I'm catching a couple of points there, four and a half with Boston against Atlanta. So you stayed off the Phoenix game tonight against Dallas, I noticed. And Phoenix yeah. gets Golden State tomorrow night. Um, we're not fans of spots here on this show. Look ahead spots no. and that kind of thing. But um, might it be an early season thing where the Suns, again, they're eight-point favorites. They do have the Warriors coming into town. It's a Friday night in Phoenix for that one. Um, does that kind of stuff factor into your handicapping at all? It's like it's it's like essentially like the cherry on top of the Sunday, right? Like the Sunday is you make the Sunday, and then if you want, you could put that in there. Be like, oh, and by the way, like we were talking about the Rockets game, right? You know, I think there's a lot more that goes into that matchup. And then at the end of the day, oh, and by the way, this team beat them last time they played, and maybe there's a little bit more motivation there. So I think this may be part of the equation, but it's like a super small part of it. it doesn't hurt, by the way, too, that Luka Doncic isn't playing That's tonight, right. right? So that's right. And so if you look at it from that perspective, you know, fourth quarter, if you're up by like 15 points, do you let the foot off the gas because you want? to get ready for the next contest there's a potential there that they allow dallas in the back door because of that but i'm generally with you guys spots are always funny because you know you can make anything of a situation and Colin told you it was at this spot uh, ultimately if the result comes out in your way you know by the way it's not and let me let me clarify because i made an error there it's not it's not golden state that they play next it's a back-to-back with the mavericks golden state i got yes. confused because they showed me a christmas uh game which phoenix plays golden state on christmas so let me let me switch that question then when they do, the NBA has this quirk now, which I kind of like, right, where these, they have these back-to-backs, and they've left them in the schedule this year, sort of a, uh, an outgrowth of the uh, pandemic. Do you handle those situations in a certain way where you sit back and you watch sort of how the first game develops before you jump in on the second? Oh, yeah, I think so. And like it depends, too. And actually early on, too, by the way, I think the initial thought and the way the market has handled this is that, you know, Team X that fails to cover and or loses the first contest uh, will then be in a better spot in the second contest. That's been the case. The Rockets and the Lakers played two consecutive games. The, the, the Rockets covered both of those games. The Memphis Grizzlies and the Denver Nuggets played two consecutive games and the, the Memphis Grizzlies won both of those games. So we've kind of seen that that hasn't really played out. But I, I agree with you. Like, look, there, there's matchups. And when you look at the way matchups played out in that first game, how they then translate to the next game and what happened, you know, if there's any bit of luck near the end of those contests too, uh, that definitely factors in. But I would always suggest, because the market seems to handle it this way, don't just blindly play the team that did not cover the night before. because That is not going to be a solid strategy every single time with these little two-game series that they play. John, they didn't sneak up on anybody. Everybody was talking about the Chicago Bulls leading into the season. Everybody was hype on the Bulls and thought that they were going to be one of the teams that could really kind of overperform this year and, and, and maybe even really, really surprise. So start out 10-4 and four here. They find themselves just behind the Wizards in the East. How much of this do you think is real? Is this, what is the staying power for this Bulls team? What do your numbers tell you from what you've seen so far in the 14-game in the sample? Man, I mean, like, if you look at it right now, Matt, like, we're talking about a team that's seventh in offensive efficiency, fifth in defensive efficiency. You know, there, there's a legitimate statistical profile here, right? Because if you look, Cleaning the Glass is a great website with analytics and numbers for basketball, and they have a great metric called win differential. And it tells you, okay, the statistical profile of this team, uh, how many extra wins do they have, how many fewer wins should they have, or, you know, how many fewer wins do they have at this point with, the, with their output. The Bulls are right where they should be right now with the way that they're performing. Now, like, the pessimist in me, right, goes back to Friday. Day, where you look at that matchup with Golden State where the Warriors just wiped the floor with them and you think that maybe, right, they're somewhere in the middle between what we've seen there and then what we've seen from them through 14 games. But at the end of the day, they are what their numbers say they are and they're a legitimately good team. But I'm 
I'm still kind of I, I, I'm holding them at arm's length. They're 28th in bench scoring. I don't like the offensive personnel outside of their starting five. I think that's ultimately going to be a problem for them. Patrick Williams, a loss there, is eventually going to be felt by this team too. And they, they're still playing much better defensively than they really projected to be coming into this year. And I wonder how legitimate that is going to be as we move on to games like 30 and 40 and 50. So I'm keeping them at arm's length, but I think they're solidly a playoff team. Like I, they're definitely within the top six. They should have no problem and not really be flirting with a play-in situation at this point. I know you are a senior NBA analyst and not one to speculate necessarily, but I would like to ask you for those who are thinking of futures bets on the Nets or perhaps on the Sixers, maybe those people are out there because the Sixers have gotten off to a nice start this year. What is your what is your best guess, John, on what ends up happening with Kyrie? What end up what end, what ends up happening with Ben Simmons? I mean, wh- where do you stand on that, or is it just so, in the oblivion? Well, yeah, I, like so. I think when it comes to Kyrie, I, I like I feel like, and this is just how I would handle it personally. I think if you're James Harden and Kevin Durant, at some point you're reaching out and being like, oh, like we could be the best team in this league, and we're sitting here scuffling. Like we need you. Like at some point. Like, let's suck it up and let's get this done so we can all play together and we can be exactly what we thought. So Kyrie's a different cat, right? He goes by the march of his own drum. So, you know, we'll see how that works. But I would think at the end of the day, at some point, they get in his ear and tell him, look where we were at the peak of our powers last year and what we could be. And especially with a Western conference that's looked relatively watered down outside of Golden State and an Eastern conference is pretty much up for grabs, right? So I think that that's something that probably plays itself out by the time we get to the All-Star break or maybe a little bit after. As far as Ben Simmons goes, look, like, it's clear that he doesn't want to play there. But I've been uh, like since this offseason, I've said exactly what Maury's been saying. There is no deal out there. There is nothing to be done for Philadelphia. So why would they move and budge at all? I would think they would just try to kind of make this work. We saw two weeks ago, Joel Embiid was talking to the crowd saying Simmons is still our brother and all these things. It, it looks bad now, but it just makes so much more sense for both parties to kind of at one point just come together and see if this could work. So I know that's probably not the view that a lot of people have, but I think it just makes the most sense logically. Yeah, I, I swear when they when they get uh, when they're in their forties and they look back on their career, if they miss yep. like a whole year, Ben Simmons in particular, man, he's going to be like, I can't believe that I took away a year of my prime. If that happens, just on some contract dispute, which I don't know if there's much justification for it in the end. He may th- he may yep. think that years from now. No one's ever heard of Le'Veon Bell, apparently. No, <laughs> no, that's right. Huh. JVT, we thank you, man. As always. Always appreciate, always appreciate it, guys. Thank you. At me, JVT, is where you can find Jonathan Von Tobel again, not only our senior NBA analyst, but also co-host of The Edge, which he does with Matt Humans every day here at VEASAN. Uh, we'll come back, among other things, our power rankings in the National Football League. Let the hate wash over us. Coming back on VEASAN's Primetime Action. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.